five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. Happy Chanukah. Chagurim Sameach. Chafreilach and Chanukah. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
סולאביסינו, ביומים הורים בזמן הזה. I'm not afraid. 
חשמני, אז ההיידים בחשמני, פרצו חומות מגדליי, וטימו כל השמנים. היפנים נקבצו עליי, אז ההיידים בחשמני, פרצו חומות חומות מגדליי, וטימו כל השמנים. ומגנות ארכן כאני, נסנס לשושני,
כשאנחנו עמוקים במים ונופים למטה בואו נתפלל אליו כי הוא שומר עלינו מלמעלה כי זה לא שייך לברייט
of the uh, 40th anniversary album, the anniversary digital edition of Man to Man. That's Gershon Varoba with Key Kelp. Oh, a lot of great stuff on that album, as we've pointed out multiple times here at JMNAM over, over the last 40 years. Uh, but there's something about that song, the Kikel Pole, I absolutely love. Yeah, you're Rosenberg with you, Did Nefesh, Hanukkah Medley done by Rafal Malul, Dov Halpern, uh, his song Adon Alam, Hanukkah, Micha Gammerman with that medley, Shlomo Kalbach's Vishavu going out to listener Moshe, Judah Maccabee done by Safam, what a classic, Benny Freeman brand new with Tans the Night Away in honor of Hanukkah, and of course Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday on this 22nd of December, day 28 in the month of Kislev. The year is 5783, Tufshin Pei Gimel. It is day number four. Am I right about that? Day number four of Hanukkah. Don't forget all the traditional additions for Hanukkah, including Alanisim and um, Full Hallel. Alanisim, Full Hallel, special Torah reading, Mizmor Shir. And, of course, this Shabbos and Sunday, Shabbos and Sunday, not today. You could add Yalav Yavo and all the Rosh Chodesh editions as well as we get ready for a uh, Shabbos Rosh Chodesh Chanukah and a Sunday Rosh Chodesh Chanukah. Plenty coming up here on a uh, Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. I want to thank those who have been giving to our year-end campaign. Go to fjbunity.org to support us. Again, that's fjbunity.org and your help as usual is greatly appreciated. Yoni Z, he's next. You're listening to JM in the AM. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah.
Moshi Tischler and Achdos, the name of that selection. Yoni Z before that with Hanukkah Sameach. Hour number one complete, and I thank you for tuning in to America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Rather, we're on the web at NachumSigl.com and the NachumSigl Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Hey, check out the website. Dr. Peter Abelow has a website, IsraelIsBeautiful.com, with incredible and amazing uh, photos, scenes, and views of the Holy Land. Check it out, israelisbeautiful.com. 
I am highly recommending it. Hanukkah morning here at JM and the M. A reminder, our year-end campaign is on. I want to thank those who have already contributed. If you haven't yet participated, please do. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. Chag Urim Sameach from JMDM. Galitzal, Asha 2, Chanukah Sameach, Baulpan El Azar Ben Lulu, Im Mashakore Achshav. Akamata Mimshala Hadasha, Hok Der Ismotrich, Ushar Likrat Kriya Shnia Ushlishit. A Hok Imna Hatalat Kalon Al Nivhar Tibur, Bemikreshel Maasar Al Tnai, Vayafshir Minui Shnei Sarei Mimshala, Beotomisrad. חבר הכנסת שלמה קרעי מהליכוד התייחס אצל נורית קנטי להחלטה זו. כל סיעה בקואליציה בסופו של דבר, אם היא מחליטה להטיל וטו על עניין מסוים, אז היא תטיל וטו, כי, כי אי אפשר להצביע בלי אף סיעה בקואליציה הזו. לכן אין לזה משמעות, זה אולי משמעות סמלית שחבר הכנסת בן גביר רצה לעצמו וקיבל אותה גם באופן מוגבל מאוד. חבר הכנסת גלעד קריב העריך כי נוכח המציאות הפוליטית, באופוזיציה צפויים לאחד כוחות. הטירוף שהממשלה הבאה עתידה להביא עלינו כבר מביאה עלינו בחקיקה. מכירת החיסול של נתניהו לכל השותפים הכי קיצוניים שלו, נתניהו מאוד חזק בקמפיינים, הוא מאוד חלש במשא ומתן. באמת, מה שקורה כאן עם פקודת המשטרה, מה שקורה כאן עם חוק יסוד הממשלה, הכל כדי להכשיר סיפוח זוחל בהובלת סמוטריץ', יש פה כאלה צרות גדולות. השער נפתח לאחר הביקור אמש של הנשיא זלנסקי בארצות הברית. נשיא אוקראינה הוזמן לפסגה של מדינות האיחוד האירופי בבריסל. כתב חדשות החוץ, עמית קלדרון. עשרה חודשים מפרוץ המלחמה יצא זלנסקי לראשונה מגבולות אוקראינה, וכעת הוא זכה להזמנה נוספת לפסגה של 27 המדינות החברות באיחוד האירופי. הפסגה צפויה להיערך בבריסל בשלושה בפברואר, וזלנסקי טרם הגיב להזמנה שאושרה על ידי דובר האיחוד. פועל בנייה נפצע באורח קשה באירוע אלימות באתר בנייה בתל אביב. כתבתנו אנה פינס מוסרת שצוות מגן דוד אדום פינה את הפצוע בשנות ה-40 לחייו לבית החולים איכילוב בעיר. ובראשון לציון פועל נפגע מחפץ כבד באתר בנייה, מצבו מוגדר בינוני. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מוסרת שהצעיר בן 27 פונה לבית החולים שמיר אסף הרופא עם חבלה בראשו. מתחילת היום נפצעו שלושה פועלים באתרי עבודה שונים. צעיר בן 19 באורח קשה בעקבות שרפה שפרצה בביתו בקריית גת. צוות מגן דוד אדום פינה אותו לבית החולים ברזילי באשקלון כשהוא סובל ממצוקה נשימתית. תושב הצפון שיסה את כלבו לעבר צוער מבה"ד 1 במהלך תרגיל ניווט. עם הפרטים כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש. במהלך ניווט צוערים סמוך לכפר ירכא בצפון, אדם שנראה שתוי יצא מחנות סמוכה ושיסה את כלבו לעבר שני צוערים מבה"ד 1. הכלב ניסה לתקוף את אחד מהם, ובתגובה הצוער ירה לעבר הכלב התוקפני והרג אותו. בהמשך גם בעל הכלב ניסה לתקוף את השניים והם ירו לאוויר. תלונה הוגשה למשטרת ישראל והאיש נחקר כעת במשטרה. מנכ"ל איגוד השופטים יריב טפר אומר לעידן קבלר ואורי אוזן בגלי צה"ל תוספות הזמן הארוכות שהיו בגביע העולם בקרוב גם אצלנו בליגת העל. צריך לקחת את הדברים שגרמו לחוויה הזאת לראות כל כך טוב ובעיקר לנושא תוספות הזמן ואני חושב שזו מגמה מבורכת של פיפ"א שלא תהיינה הפסקות לבזבוזי זמן מיותרים לכן אני חושב שהרבה בעניין הזה תלוי בנו וזו ההנחיה שהוצאנו לשופטים שלנו, אבל אנחנו נראה את זה קורה ואי אפשר להתעלם מזה, זה כבר כאן. התחזית מעונן חלקית, הטמפרטורות תהיינה רגילות לעונה. ייתכן גשם מקומי בהרי המרכז, וקיים חשש קל משיטפונות במדבר יהודה ובים המלח. אלה החדשות.
Chevre, let's dive in together. Let it be today, let it be today. Kasher di barda, like you promised, Tati, like you said. Malkenu, 
J.M. and the A.M. with the Solomon Brothers, Ankelokeno, Kasher Dibarta, done by Moshe Auslander. You heard Ellie Levin in there with Lech Lecha, and it is a Thursday morning broadcast on Chanukah here at J.M. in the A.M. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Great to have you with us. Our friends at Yad Ezra Vishulamit are raising money for the Chanukah campaign to help the poor children of Israel. They have uh, built their brand-new children's center in Svat. They brand, built their brand-new children's center in Yerushalayim. They're all over the country helping uh, those impoverished families and children who need daily hot lunches, who need help with their homework, access to computer labs, libraries, art, animal, music therapy, brand new winter coats and clothing, brand new knapsacks and school supplies. They try to take care of the needs of everybody uh, who is a client of theirs that are in an impoverished situation. A lot of Israelis living below the poverty line, and they see it every single day. Yad Ezra Vashulamit. Support the Chanukah campaign where every donation is matched. Every donation is matched. Go to yadezra.net slash Siegel. Yadezra, E-Z-R-A dot net slash Siegel. Yadezra.net slash Siegel. Give as generously as you can and help the poor in Israel. The Young Israel Tamatora of Flatbush at 1305 Coney Island Avenue welcomes uh, Eric Stern and his voice this coming Shabbos Hanukkah. Friday Mincha at 419 with a Kalbach davening. Shabbos morning, main minion at 830 with Shachris, Halel, Special Rosh Chodesh, Musaf, etc. Information in the Young Israel Tamatora of Flatbush, 1305 Coney Island Avenue. 
between avenues I and J in Brooklyn, New York. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abels and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. As we always say, you'll be glad you did. JM and AM on a Thursday, Hanukkah, will be uh, speaking to the daughter of Reb Sinester Jungreis. The book is called Be a Blessing, Living to a Guide to Living One's Mission to the Fullest. And, um, and uh, go to artscroll.com. Check out the brand new book. It's called Be a Blessing. Be a Blessing, Robert and Esther Jungreis. And um, don't forget, every time you order anything from artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio for your free shipping and major discount. Free shipping, major discount when you go to artscroll.com and, and use promo code radio. So make sure to do so. You'll be glad you did. Sorry about that. Sometimes you have to sneeze, which I've learned over the years. <laughs> uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see what we got from the people on the app. Good morning, Nahum. It's Moshe. Please play Vishavu Banim. We did that. That's in honor of a friend landing in Israel today. That's pretty cool. Um, wonder who that friend is. Let's see. Today's Thursday. Who's supposed to land in Israel today? Hmm. I'm trying to think if I was at the airport recently and noticed anybody in the last 24 hours who was on their way to Israel. Hmm. I'm going to think about that. Tikva says Hanukkah Sameach. Please keep in mind her of Chaim Mayer Ben Milka. That is, of course, Rav Drukman, who's in very critical condition. We pray for him. Uh, listener Norman says, thanks for the heads up on the clopping gabai. <laughs> that was quite, that was quite a monologue I had yesterday on the clops for this coming Shabbos, right? I would say that was pretty, uh, pretty comprehensive monologue on the topic. Uh, Aliza says, happy Hanukkah. Can you play colored candles from destiny? Oh, not a bad suggestion. This is a Thursday morning Hanukkah at JM in the AM. Cars. He was so proud that he'd come so far With the greatest of ease he moved through high societies That grocer's boy from the city streets Well he'd long since gone and changed his name It was the only way that he could play the game With neighbors like the Richardsons, the Williams and the Jones What could he do? With a name like Cohen But he had one memory Yes, his father he did see Lighting colored candles on the windowsill Eight days a year he'd light another candle every night They lingered in his memory still In December came home from school His little girl called Sue she held the picture of an Xmas tree she drew All the kids in my class have one, she said, with a tear And could we have one in our home this year? 
zoo with his little daughter Sue, although her desires he wished to fulfill. My dear Sue, listen to me, there's something better than a tree that lingers in my memory still. With a menorah in his hand His dear wife said to him Joe, I just don't understand They've worked so hard to get to Where we are today And now what will we do? What will the neighbors say? Well, he lit those candles anyway Yes, there were five that night And from his window to the street Glowed the candlelight They were burning for an hour Maybe a little more When suddenly Mr. Richardson Stood there by the door He said, would it be okay If a word to you I say There's something about those candles You must know Yes, they bring back memories Of my father I still see As he lit those candles many years ago Yes, they bring back memories Of my father I still see As he lit those candles many years ago He stepped outside later on that night And boy was he surprised He couldn't believe what he saw He couldn't believe his eyes From all the houses on their block Glowed candlelight from their windowsills and out into the night. Yes, they had one memory. Yes, their fathers they did see lighting colored candles on the windowsill. Eight days a year they'd light another candle every night. It lingered in their memory still. Yes, they had one memory. Yes, their fathers they did see candles on the windowsill Eight days a year they'd light another candle every night It lingered in their memory still Yes, they had one memory Yes, their fathers they did see Lighting colored candles on the windowsill Eight days a year they'd light another candle every night It lingered in their memory still Colored candles, the favorite Classic by uh, Destiny here at JM and the AM. A, um, a Thursday morning broadcast. I want to thank those who have gotten us. Let's see where we are in terms of the campaign. Uh, we are at just over 30 and a half thousand. So we're just over 30% of our goal. Uh, yesterday you saw we had a major donation, an anonymous donation. I want to thank uh, that amazing and incredible family for the commitment they make to us every single year. I want to thank ha, Rabbi Levy Cash donated and uh, donated through a listener Cena's page, which is great. Thank you for that. <laughs> listener Cena's going to be so happy. Uh, Rabbi Cash is donating in memory of his father, whose 40th yard site is on Tuesday this coming week, the ninth day of Hanukkah, quote-unquote. Um, and in memory of Rabbi Ira Eisenman. Shkoch, Rabbi Levy. Much appreciated. A big thank you to uh, Edie and David Goldman. 
neighbors extraordinaire. They have supported our year-end campaign. And I encourage all of you to do so and spread the word if you can. It's um, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. We, we have eight and a half days left. And we're just over $30,000 uh, officially, according to the tote board. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Gedalia, brand new, The Lesson of the Flame, JM in the AM. Sacrifice and dedication saved us from assimilation. We went to war with a stronger nation and we saw heavenly salvation. The lesson of the flame has always been the same. Truth never dies, it's always inside you. When you feel you don't have the might, the lesson of the flame will get you through the night. Now's the time to bond with tradition. Take a moment, regenerate your mission. There's a place in your disposition that's awaiting a transition. Lesson of the Flame done by Gedalia here at JM and AM. A drop early for Rabbi Goldwasser. His words, Zechanish Masarav Zevid. Oh, one second. Zechanish Masarav Zevid of Levi and Zechanish Mas Esther Basar of Levi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. 
On Hanukkah, we recite in the Alanisim, You delivered the strong into the hands of the weak, the many into the hands of the few, the impure into the hands of the pure. The Kedusha Slavi comments, We can understand most of these disparities that are highlighted. For example, the Greeks were many, the Jewish nation were few. The Greeks were impure, the Jewish nation a pure people. And the wicked were in fact overcome by the righteous. But why do we say... The mighty were overpowered by the weak. Yehuda Maccabee and his army were certainly not weaklings by any stretch of the imagination. They were warriors with military prowess. They had divine assistance. They destroyed the armies of Antiochus and reclaimed the land in the base of Mikdosh. Furthermore, the Redditor says, Why, when we light the Hanukkah menorah, do we say the bracha? The Hashem who has done miracles for our fathers in those days and in this time. On Pesach, when Hashem performed so many miracles, the ten plagues, the makos, the splitting of the Red Sea, Kriyas Yamsuf, we don't say this bracha. The Kedusha Slavi explains that Hashem conducts this world in two different ways. There is the teva or nature and lamaylamina teva the supernatural. Generally, the world is conducted by nature without miraculous intervention. However, there are specific occasions when Hashem finds it necessary to change the order of nature on our behalf. For instance, it is not the natural order for water to turn to blood or heavens to rain fire and hell together. It is supernatural for the waters to split with dry land in between, or for the sun to stand still as it did in the days of Yoshua. Yet the miracles that occurred on Hanukkah and Purim were not actually within the realm of the supernatural. It is conceivable that an oppressed nation rebels against the ruling nation and can emerge victorious. Likewise, on Purim, there were no dramatic miracles, but rather political intrigue, ultimately resulting in the triumph of the Jewish nation. When there is a supernatural event, then there is a universal consensus that it's the hand of Hashem. But our responsibility is to understand that within the natural order of this world, in truth, the hand of Hashem is there as well. There is no human control involved. We have to always be cognizant of the fact that our everyday world exists only through the constant hashkacha of Hashem. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. And what a segue that is into our uh, conversation. We're about to speak with the daughter of Rebbe Sinestra Jungreis, Mrs. Slovy Wolf, is going to be with us in a moment. The brand new book is called Be a Blessing, a guide to living one's mission to the fullest. Our friends at Art Scroll are responsible for this title. And, uh, of course, when you go to Art Scroll uh, and to their website, artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio for your free shipping and major discount on anything, including this brand new one, uh, which is a, a book entitled Be a Blessing, uh, attributed to... Rebitson Esther Jungreis. Yes, she did write it, and we'll explain that coming up in a moment here at JM in the AM. Mrs. Slovy Wolf, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. What a pleasure to be here. What an honor. How long has uh, your mother not been with us? 
It's been, we're going on six years here, but it feels as if it's yesterday. I know wherever I go, people still have stories, and that's so. I know that you have a legacy in this world when you're remembered way past the time that you leave this earth, and you're remembered with a smile and with wisdom. Was the manuscript for Be a Blessing found after she passed away, or is this something that you knew she was working on before she left us? We actually knew that she was working on it, and the incredible thing is that we did not have to touch it. My mother left this as her final testament, her final will, an ethical will, and pieces of advice and wisdom that she carried and nurtured through her life, but as she contemplated leaving this world, she was able to use that pain and that time of challenge into purpose, and that really was the story of Robinson Esther Young. Right? So all 250 approximately pages were completed before she passed away? Everything, because we, my siblings and I, would not think to touch my mother's words. It was a gift. She was working on it from the time that she broke her hip over um, a Pesach, and after that, sometime after that, she was diagnosed with her final illness. So despite the fact that she was in pain, and it's very difficult to write in any case, but to write when one isn't feeling well and contemplating that last season of life, I, I can't even imagine what was going through my mother's mind, except that she is having a race against time and must leave this for, for us and for everybody. You know, what, what's ironic, I mean, did she choose the title? Because it's ironic. Yes. It's, yes. it's ironic, I'm sure you've thought of this, that when someone passes away, it's one of the most common things said, is that their memory should be a blessing. Do you think that she Actually, even... Actually, I didn't think of that, but I think that's so beautiful. She, she really lived her life with this mandate, and she explains it in the book that you can either say to somebody, and, and you would think that Hashem would say to Avram Avinu, you should be gebenched, you know? You should have blessing. But instead, Hashem said to Avram Avinu, be a blessing. And she explains what the difference is. That's a mission. And now that you've explained to us the circumstances behind the book, uh, you know, in the throes of an illness, and as you said, likely, you know, uh, putting this together as a final legacy. Now I understand why the book really spans her entire life because she talks about being a blessing, you know, from the concentration camp era of her life all the way till the end. Yes, through the time of losing my dear father. Right. You know, a lot of challenges, and at the same time, she never gave up on that mandate. It's a gift. Everybody has a challenge. To read words from somebody going through a very difficult challenge is not the same as reading words from somebody just giving advice in a self-help book, you know, or any book. This is really faith under fire. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Slovy Wolf is with us live via telephone, one of the daughters of Rebitson Esther Jungreis. The brand new book is called Be a Blessing, actually written by the Rebitson before her passing. It's a guide to living one's mission to the fullest, and it is created by our, or I should say, produced by our friends at uh, Art Scroll. Um, the, the, you know, it, she had spoken, including on these airwaves, about her years in the concentration camps, but then the, you know, her own illness, um, 
you know, later in life, you know, toward the end, you know, produces yet another difficult situation, obviously, or at least to the naked eye, we call it a difficult situation for her to deal with. What what do you remember about that era, about her faith, her bitachon, her emuna, you know, when going through what, you know, God obviously felt, you know, she had to go through? I remember that she was never without her tehillim, my mother. <laughs> every single car ride, I mean, every single doctor's visit, the the pages are just tattered and torn, as they were throughout her whole life. It was another chapter in her life of her faith. You know, when she went through the Holocaust or when she went through starting again here and beginning Hineni, that took so much courage and faith. Right. Madison Square Garden, speaking all over the world, receiving brachos from all the the Gedolei Hadar, you know, to start that mission, which even today would be an incredible mission for one to take, especially as a woman. And then losing her parents, my grandparents, starting the shul in North Woodmere. Today, North Woodmere is a vibrant community, but when we lived there, you know, we were like the only from families besides those who moved there from my parents. And all that took tremendous faith and courage. And then the illness of my father, still going on strong throughout her life. And that was just the story of my mother's life. She was only just focused, super focused on her mission in this world. And in fact, when she received the diagnosis of her illness, she said that the only thing she wants to do is teach. And she said that to the doctor. We were all with her. And she said, I just have one question. He said, any question? She said, yes. Can I still teach? Can I still speak? That was her whole life. The biography, it's called Robertson Young Rice, right? The biography? I mean, you and I spoke about it on the air. That's the the t- Rebbitson. Oh, The Rebbitson. I apologize. Right? The Rebbitson. That's okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm mentioning it only because as you recount, recount and recall for us all these encounters and different parts of our life, I have to highly recommend that book again. Because, yes. because people who have not discovered it yet need to read it. These stories, I mean, the Madison Square Garden one, you and I had a chance to talk about the history behind all of that. Uh, but the book outlines it so well and, and describes the challenges through her own voice, really. The challenges that she had gone through, uh, you know, with an episode like that. And, you know, as you said, all these things that she undertook, all these amazing and incredible accomplishments, all came with challenges and hurdles and difficulties. But her emuna, her faith just kept her going. It's as if God was pushing her through every single door. Absolutely. And you felt it when you were with her. The truth is that my mother was very down to earth despite being on such a higher plane, and that's why so many people from so many walks of life related to her. So here again, there's this challenge, and my mother writes about it with her heart. So it's so relatable, because who does not go through challenge? I think I told you the only, I mean, not the only, because there were a few encounters, but uh, we we had the privilege of spending Pesach with your parents in, in the 1990s, and you know what? What's and, I, and excuse me for saying it this way, but you know seagulls tend to be on the larger size, it's the larger side rather. And what was unbelievable is that all of this, this incredible fireball, was from from a woman of you know of 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 uh, not. Thank you. I was looking. At, I was, was going to say. I was going to say not large physical stature, but the way you put it was much better. Right. This is well, a, my father was six foot two, and my mother was. 
I don't know if she was, I think maybe five feet. Or, I was just going to say, I wonder you know. if she was five feet tall, right? Right, so. <laughs> but she was a powerhouse, you know, she really was. She was a powerhouse, a ball of fire. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm plugging it. Those of you out there who haven't, uh, who haven't read the book, The Rebbitson, get it. Especially, and I, you know, these days maybe I'll get criticized for saying it this way, but especially for the women and young girls in our community because they need to have proper role models. Uh, and, and not that they can't learn from men's experiences. Obviously they can, but I'm sure, Mrs. Wolf, you, you understand my point. That, and I'm sure you've heard it, by the way. How many people have Absolutely. you heard this from? How it's, influ- how it's influencing young women of the next generation who have never met your mother. You know, I've had young girls call me up to ask me questions because they wanted to write a book report. I mean, Ooh, that's there, cool. there's so much for for young people, for every generation to, to learn from role models. And my mother was one who really defied the odds. It's for everybody to look at and say, wow, what can one person do in this world to make a difference? And how do you not allow suffering like the Holocaust to set you down and make you bitter and just strip you of your power in this world, of your koach, of your energy. If you're able to be greater than your challenge, what can you accomplish in this world? And even further, how could it not negatively affect your relationship with God? And of course, your mother was exactly the opposite. I think as all this was going on, she felt closer and closer to God. Yes, and that was also because of my father and my right. grandparents. They were a team, they were a unit, and she writes about this in the book very strongly. You know, we grew up somehow understanding where we came from, despite the fact that that world was just lost and devastated. But somehow my mother, my father, my grandparents brought it into this world here, to the USA. And we carry it with us. Right. And everybody can. Book is called Be a Blessing. Um, Mrs. Slovy Wolf, the daughter of Robertson Esther Jungreis, is with us live via telephone. Uh, all right, a couple of things. And, I, and I, I hope I'm not being unfair because I don't know the last time you actually, you know, I would imagine you went over this manuscript many times, but as, as, as you know, things tend to be in the publishing world, probably not recently because this was uh, printed and released in the last few months. But but nonetheless, this, this concept of Jewish selfie that your mother, first of all, the fact that your mother you know, <laughs> goes ahead and addresses the, you know, the, the 21st century term of selfie, yeah. you know, she, she hopped all that stuff, you know, all, all the different modern technology that came out she had no problem referencing it she was uh, very perceptive and she my mother told it like it is what is her uh, what what do you can you explain to this audience what she meant by a jewish selfie and god entering one's heart to really look at yourself you know be honest with yourself when, when you take a selfie you're looking at yourself many people enlarge that picture what would you do if that was a spiritual moment and you looked at yourself, really, and, and you discovered your mission in this world. Instead of living on the outside, you look at what's inside, and you really examine who you are. Why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my mission? My mother spoke often about mission and purpose in this world. Right. Everybody has their all, own right. personalized mission right. and purpose. You know, your Mission is not my mission. My mission is not your mission. Everybody listening has their own mission. Did you ever think about that? Who are you? Why are you here? It's pretty amazing. By the way, you know you know that every chapter in this book could be its own book, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's for every age. And you know what's amazing to me? 
every type of Jew. So See. it's a, it's an amazing Hanukkah gift to give to people to really uh, just sit and savor the moment and and think think about life and think about who you are and draw upon strength of our of our wisdom of of our sages of you know my mother takes every Jewish teaching even just simple words in lashon kodesh and she makes it into a chapter you know, because it becomes uh... a way of fortifying ourselves you and i discussed this last time and you just alluded to it the the ability to reach people of completely different backgrounds i mean she had a, a power i don't know if that's the right word but there's something to it a co-op, absolutely. Yeah, she had a power to reach into the hearts of people that had that couldn't relate to anything that she went through in her life and that she likely couldn't relate on paper to anything that they but it's it, astounding and, but, it really is astounding but she felt the but it. she felt the thirst that people had for our heritage and tradition. She felt the thirst that people had for our, you know, faith and belief in the one above. It, it's even if they didn't realize it themselves, by the way. I think she also saw a person's soul. And she was able to connect one soul to another. You know, when she looked at you, when she spoke to you, she went straight to that pintalayid, as she would say. And she just ignited that spark. She never could believe that somebody did not have that spark. She believed in the power of every person to be, to connect. Maybe sometimes you don't feel it yourself, but she knows that it's there. Yeah, pretty amazing. What insight. I mean, there are, there are certain people in our tradition who we, we always point out had that insight, and she's among them, which is amazing. Uh, had she become such a great marriage counselor, not only does she have a chapter in this book called Tips for a Better Marriage, she actually wrote books about marriage and the way spouses should behave uh, with each other. And, uh, you know, I mean, at, at, at some point you must have realized in, in your lives that people were coming to her for the most sensitive of advice, marriage counseling. For sure. Well, first of all, my parents, you know, rabbi and rebbitson of a community. Right. So there's always somebody coming over with something so that's life experience. My mother also had an incredible partner, and that was my father. So when you speak about marriage or you live marriage, it's two different things. And my parents really were a team. So when you're able to live your life and then speak about it, authenticity is what rings with people, you know. So... My mother had that, and she was able to really perceive, and like as I said, tell it like it is. So when she would meet with a couple and she would speak to them, she would just say what it is that she feels needs to be done to save this marriage. Mm-hmm. And Shalom Bias is such a gift. It's such a gift that unfortunately becomes disposable and easily discarded. If you can help your Shalom Bias, why not? So there's a whole chapter just on making your shalom bias work. And, of course, the next chapter, ironically, or I'm sure purposely, is raising children in our culture. Because mm-hmm. the fear that parents have trying to raise children in the environment and atmosphere of today, but she would just look at it as a challenge and one that's certainly, you know, one, one, one where one can be victorious, where it's surmountable. She would, be, uh, she would look at it in a very positive way and just encourage people to fight the battle. To fight the battle and, and not give in, believe in your child. And at the same time, you know, my mother very strongly 
stood for Derech Eretz. You know, if somebody would come in with their child, often it would happen, and the child would be angry and sitting there, and they would talk about their parents in front of them and say about their mother, you know, she, well, she said, and my mother would say, who is she? We start by saying my mother. Mm-hmm. Something so simple like that. Yeah, subtleties. My mother picked go, up on subtleties go a long way. Ironically, yes. yes, ironically, yesterday we were um, uh, speaking here on the show about uh, about benching, about birchas hamazon, and she has an entire chapter on birchas hamazon and the importance of it, and how you know how. I mean, she starts a chapter literally by saying, you know, the world thinks that other religions are the ones that are always blessing or saying grace to God. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. our, our, our own people don't realize that it's, uh, the most basic thing that we do is thank God for the food that we have and appreciate everything that he gives us so i found that uh, to be to be incredible more and more people as i said yesterday are getting into the entire concept of concentrating on and promoting the importance of birchas amazon so it's pretty wild like i say it could have been a separate book but she has it in one, in one chapter in this one and i also have to point out and again you know we could spend an entire interview on each chapter but i also have to point out that she has an amazing chapter on israel and it's not just that, you know, people from the Holocaust generation, survivors, you know, have an added appreciation for the land of Israel, for the state of Israel, for the protection that it gives to Jews around the world. That, that, that's one piece of it. But just in terms of our tradition and heritage, she had such an appreciation that this was one of the, if not the greatest gift that God gave the Jewish people. Not everybody today realizes that, speaking of taking things for granted. And it's amazing hearing these words from her. It's how do you appreciate what you have? So most of us have grown up. With the state. It's no big deal to just be able to go to Eretz Yisrael, to the land of Israel. But I remember that my mother once told me that after the Holocaust and then not being able to go to Israel, not getting that permission, and then finally after the Six-Day War, we were able to go. It was, it was a trip. And my mother was describing how after the Holocaust, she was finally able to go as a single young woman. She could not go into Yerushalayim, the old city, but she had to climb up to the highest point. At that point was at the Y and just see the Kotel with binoculars. It, it's unbelievable or to look behind barbed wire to see and to want it so badly. And today we have it. So it, it it was such a dream for her that everybody should appreciate just being able to walk on the streets where Avos and Imahos walked. Absolutely amazing. Ladies and gentlemen of my beloved audience, check out this book, <laughs> Rebinson Esther Jungreis, Be a Blessing, a Guide to Living One's Mission to the Fullest. Uh, Mrs. Slovy Wolf, the daughter of Rebinson Esther Jungreis, with us. Via telephone. By the way, I, uh, I I don't know if people you know say to you that that you that you remind them of uh, uh, of your mother, but you know you have her cadence. You know you have her. You know I can hear your mother when you're speaking. Do you have people told you that or not? People have told me that, and they always say. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so much. It, That's the greatest gift that you can give me this morning. It's your cer- word. It's certainly a gift. And like I say, your pace, your tenor, your cadence is really, uh, it, it brings me back to the uh, to the times I had the opportunity to speak with your a dear late mother. Rebbits and Esther Young Grice. The book is Be a Blessing. Artscroll.com. Use promo code radio for your free shipping and great discount on anything, but especially this brand new book. 
And uh, Mrs. Slovy Wolf, I'll say to you, happy Hanukkah, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for inviting me, and continue to be a blessing. I greatly appreciate that. As Rebinson Esther Young Grice said and wrote, everybody, be a blessing. Be a blessing. It's the brand new one here at JM and the AM. More coming up. It's the New York Boys Choir at JM and the AM.
with Sholem Lemmer, a great brand new Hanukkah medley. Before that, the New York Boys Choir on this Hanukkah Day 4. Hope your, uh, hope your latkes and your sufganiyot have been delicious. Hope those donuts, some of which, someone told me yesterday they bought eight donuts for $64. I thought, wow, someone's, uh, someone's making some really high-quality donuts out there, to say the least. Uh, but whatever it is, whether you're spending a dollar or eight dollars on a donut, I hope they're delicious and that your latkes are great. <clears throat> and I hope your dreidel game is going well. I hope the dreidel game is going well for you during this holiday of Hanukkah. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Our amazing friend, and um, uh, just incredible guest every time he's on, is Dr. Jonathan Johnny Halpert. Uh, Johnny Halpert played college basketball for YU legend Red Saracek in the mid-60s and began his college coaching career there in 1972. Upon his retirement in 2013, he was the longest-tenured college coach in New York City history and fourth among all currently active NCAA coaches. In 2012, he became the seventh coach in New York City history to earn 400 victories he's got a brand new book and it's an honor to welcome him to this show coach a pleasure to say happy hanukkah and welcome you back to jm in the am and happy hanukkah to you and to your children and your married children and all your new grandchildren so it's great it's great to be back with speaking to you now i appreciate that coach especially since the majority of those who you just mentioned you remember sitting in the stands when they were six seven eight nine years old enjoying the great work that you were doing with the maccabees oh on this hanukkah we get to mention the maccabees and and, and you actually you're one of those people you're seriously one of those people who could say that you watched them grow up. And I can only imagine, in your capacity as a legendary coach, I know you hate the word legendary, you want me to call you a retired basketball coach, but I can only imagine just how many kids you have seen over the years grow up and uh, become incredible people in our community. Uh, it must be heartwarming, both in your own family and when you see others uh, that you have uh, been watching over all these years uh, grow up to be amazing adults. Yeah, that that really is the uh, you know the dividends. You know, I do. I remember. I remember your children very well. I remember you coming to the game with them. <laughs> I remember always being afraid that they were going to run out, run out of the middle of the court in the middle of a fast break. <laughs> I, I was I was worried about other other, other kids running out. But I, I love the idea that the the parents you know brought the kids and the grandparents brought the kids to the game. It was I think it was one of the one of the great uh, side benefits of coaching at Yeshiva that that created that family family-like unit where, and, and now my players, my four players are now becoming grandparents. Oh my God. So I see their, I see their grandchildren, which is, uh, but I just want to, I just want to interject. It's, it's a sad note. I only mentioned it, but of course, you know, recently we, I lost one of my our players at three Hibber. So I just, I just want to remember that. So there are, there are moments of, uh, in the midst of all the excitement and all the good, sometimes, unfortunately you have bumps, and so losing three was a big bump. And I'm and I'm so glad that you mentioned him because I only knew him casually, but it, he was one of those people where every encounter was so nice and so pleasant. And then I read everything about him when when he passed away. And I don't know; it, it sounded like it was sudden. I don't know, obviously, what the 
intricacies were. But but losing him, and when you lost Harvey, and and you know, and and Marv, and all these people that were such, you know, I mean, some of the people I'm mentioning in this conversation were some of the greatest that you ever played and coached with. Yes, yes, no, no question about it. And uh, you know, and, and losing those people is uh, very, it's very hard. Uh, but listen, Doc, we uh, we everybody we know, and all the listeners know. Unfortunately, uh, that's that's yeah, part of the life. That's cycle. part of life. So, but but the me- the memories must be amazing. I mean, when you think of uh, of of all these folks that you had the pleasure of interacting with, Jew and non-Jew, and and YU players and non-YU players, and personnel from the NCAA, and the and and as we've said a million times on these airwaves, the Kiddush Hashem that you had the opportunity to make on a regular basis and watched your players make on a regular basis, the memories must be amazing. It is it is great, and the truth is, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, so what are you doing now, you know, <laughs> besides, you know, going, going to Costco uh, at, at doctor's appointments. Uh, many times, you know, I just uh, get calls from former players and former coaches and former athletic directors, or I'll bump into them, and, and we, you know, we share lots and lots of memories, uh, and it's, you know, and the truth is, I think what I'm most proud of, and I think what my players, I hope, are most proud of, is the way we presented ourselves within the uh, the non-Orthodox, non-Jewish world, yeah. not only the non-Orthodox world, yeah. the non-Jewish world. And I'm I'm very proud of the fact of you know how and what high regard you know my guys are held, uh, and the teams are held, and what and, and what we accomplished and what we did. So yeah, it's uh, it is it is very heartwarming when you. Bump into a former referee, you know who who you know who who says to boy, Buchari, you know we we miss you and we and we miss your team. So uh, yeah. oh, no question about. It. And I and I have I I just have to add one other thing, and I know we have a book to talk about, which we will in a moment. Uh, Doctor Jonathan Halpert, Johnny Halpert, the legendary coach with us. I I have to add one other thing, and that is it, it's now obvious how many players who had very little to do with our tradition and heritage are now. It, outstanding members of the international. I'm saying international, and you know why? Because some are having an international, or some are having an influence on other continents, not just here in the United States. Have become incredible members of the Jewish community, the global Jewish community. And, and look, I, I'm not going to go into detail because I'm not going to embarrass you even further. But the reality is that for some of them, you were not only a father figure; you actually, you know, behaved like a father to them and brought them into the fold, and and you know, showed them just how amazing our tradition is. So I'm going to add that as well, Coach, if you don't mind. No, uh, listen. I, uh, the truth is, at this point in time, when you start to look back, that's what you reflect upon. And I'm, I, I am, I, I listen. I, I, I didn't start out to be uh, to be a social worker. I, I was a fan. <laughs> or, or a rabbi, or a rabbi, <laughs> right? Or a rabbi. Or I wasn't. You know, my goal wasn't to do key work. <laughs> right. uh, my goal was to be a basketball coach. And I think, and, and I think the success I did have. You know, and that's a little immodest, but I guess you brought it up first so I can say it. <laughs> the, success I, the success I did have was a function that I, I hope that I was able to just through my own behavior, my own actions, demonstrate to them all that, you know, uh, our world, our orthodox world, our orthodox tradition, our values, you know, have to offer it. And, 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 I, and obviously they, they incorporated that. And I'm very proud of the, of the guys I, in terms of what they've done, you know, in yeah. terms of, you know, everybody, everybody 
was married, married a Jewish girl. The guys who came from Israel went back to Israel. Yep. Uh, you, you can't, you know, I have a, a player who was a Masorati player. Now he's raising money to build a, build a shul in, in Israel. Correct. I mean, you know, you, and, I, and I know exactly who you mean, and we helped with that fundraising effort. And in addition to that, you also have a rabbi in a, in a foreign country doing incredible work. So the list goes on right. and on. The list goes on right. and on. And a lot of the children that your players have regard you, uh, regard them as your grandchildren, frankly, uh, quote unquote. So... All I could say is Kalakavo. Johnny Halpert is with us. The coach has written a brand new book. It's called Driveway Hoops, an illustrated guide to basketball fundamentals for kids, parents, and coaches. And I laugh, coach, only because driveways in our day looked a lot different and had a lot more potholes than some of the driveways we see in our community these days. Well, you know, the truth is it should have been schoolyard hoops, not driveways. Right. Because we, when we grew up, we didn't play in any driveways. We walked down five flights of steps down to the park, and that's where we played basketball. Today, you go out the door, and you go into your driveway. So, exactly. Uh, but I guess I guess for the purposes of keeping it current, we went with driveway hoops. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that they would be able to relate to that better than, you know, schoolyard hoops, because uh, unfortunately... Nobody knows what it's like. That, yeah. Yeah, see, that's right. You I get, get it. The, the school yards, uh. You know, you've been on the air before with us more than once discussing fundamentals, discussing, you know, your criticism and your praise for the way things are done today in basketball, professional level, college level. There's a lot of that you like, and obviously there's plenty you don't like being somebody who's so into fundamentals, and you're addressing both kids and parents, oh, and coaches as well about the importance of those fundamentals. Is there still hope, Coach? Can a book like this start to turn around a coach's attitude or a player's attitude when they are lacking in certain areas that you took for granted when you were growing up in basketball? You know, Nachum, uh, one of the hopes of the book was to reemphasize the, the role of fundamentals, and I, and I hope it does have that effect. I really do. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It depends. I guess we'll be able to judge that based on the the sales of the book. <laughs> you know? So, but I, I will tell you that the motivation. The, first of all, the book is obviously fifty years of the making. It right. goes back to my days with Red Sarachek because much of the book is is, is belongs to Red, and uh, and I remember our discussions. You know, after I you know when Red was well into his 80s and 90s, we used to speak a couple of times a week, was he would say to me, Johnny, Johnny, you have to write this down. You have to write this down, otherwise they'll, they'll forget it. And I, I, I promised him that I would write it down. So that was one of the motivations in writing the book, is I wanted to write it down, get his get his knowledge out there. But I also, I, also, I, I feel the following. I feel very strongly about this. And that is adolescent kids, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, through high school, these are adolescents, and what they what all kids need is status. It doesn't matter where they get the status from. The kid could be a terrific later; he has status from there. He could be a terrific student; status from there. He could be an artist; he could be a singer, and he could be a basketball player. And in our society today, sports is a is a is a source of of, of giving status to kids. You know, sure. all you have to do is go to any Shiva high school game, JV game, sixth grade game, fifth grade game, uh, tournaments, camp. Uh, kids get status from sports, which is which is good. You know, uh, as long as it's kept in, uh, in proper perspective. Right. So that's where they get status, and kids need status. And by the way, the parents who are, uh, you know, who sometimes. Uh, 
sometimes maybe uh, take things out of perspective, but that has, you know, they they want their kids to have status. Sure. And the way to get it is to know fundamentals, which will enable the weak kid, will enable the kid to participate. And the kid is pretty good. It can make him better. And the better kid, it can make him terrific. So I just, that's why I, the motivation for the book was to give kids knowledge of fundamentals, to give the parents who work with their kids in their quote-unquote driveways Right. Mm -hmm. And coaches, new coaches, because unfortunately today, the new coaches coming out have not learned the fundamentals. But the, the people who coached them didn't have the fundamentals. It's like any tradition as you move down the line, if it's not repeated and not taught, eventually it starts to fade away. So that was the motivation, you know, for, for writing the book. I, I want to give kids and all kids an opportunity to participate in sports. And if they know these fundamentals, they'll be able to participate, they'll be able to play. You know, the line, my line of the book is I want, I, want, I want these kids to be able to have an opportunity to hear their parents and friends yell, good shot. Right, exactly. Uh, Johnny Halpert's with us, the legendary coach. All right, give us one, coach. Give us one, especially for those out there who may not understand what a basketball fundamental is. Give us one that you'd love, you know, for kids today to really incorporate into their game and coaches to really emphasize. Oh my God! Just one. Yeah, well. The fundamental of all fundamentals. The the, the thing on top of the of the line. Oh my God! Such a hard question. I would say, I'll I'll say the following: Kids, all kids love to score, right? Make a basket. That's what they want. That's what everybody wants. Make a basket. They want. Points. I would say probably the concept of follow through. Nice. The, follow, the, the proper way to shoot a ball is the follow through and, and, and release points. And, and, you know, in the book, in the book, there is a, an illustration of the different steps of the, of, of, the, of the shot, which I'm very proud of. And by the way, I just want to give a shout out to Sari Kapitnikov, who did the illustrations for the book. She, nice. she, was, she was terrific. It took us a long time. It took us three years, but she was great. And so I think the shooting and also... Probably, you know, it may sound, you know, almost so basic, but the ultimate ultimate fundamental is the ability to pivot. I remember Red telling me all the time, when I was in college and I was coaching, he would say to me, Johnny, I, I teach them pivoting, teach them pivoting. In the beginning, I would say, pivoting? Well, I have no time to teach them pivoting. And every, he would keep saying, did you teach them pivoting? And then so finally, you know, I started, you know, really emphasizing that, and I realized, how if your body is not balanced, and, uh, and that's what called square the baskets, and you know how to pivot, then you can't do anything. So I think it starts with pivoting, and ultimately for the kids, it's shooting. But, Phen you know, if you don't know how to pivot, you don't know how to be square, then you're never going to have a good shot. Phenomenal. So following through improves your chances of perfecting your shot and scoring more, and pivoting properly improves your chance of being in the right position to do the same thing, to score, or to you know, make yourself effective under the basket. I love it. That's great. You know, Nachum, my players should only have understood these concepts the way you understood the concepts. <laughs> well, I, 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 don't I, few, I, I don't want a few more games. I can describe Nachum, it. I don't know if I. You? I don't know if I could do it, but I can describe it. That I can tell you. <laughs> coach Johnny Halpert is with us. It's Hanukkah, Coach. I'm going to recommend to all the parents and grandparents out there who are uh, anxious to get something nice for their young son or daughter who wants to be a driveway hoopster. I'm going to recommend they get this 
best book, and I'm sure you'd agree with me that starting off at a young age is a good idea. Yes, and, and I think I think that, I mean, it's, it's very important that the kids are starting to play now. The fifth grade, sixth grades, you have, and the problem there is it's a ten foot basket with a big ball, so they can get themselves into lots of bad habits, and then you have to undo it. But I think this book. I know it's my book, and I'm very proud of it, but I really, truly believe this is something that could really help kids to be able to participate, to play, not necessarily to become heroes and stars, participate and play and get, and, get, and get status. And the chapter that I'm most proud of is at the end of the book, it's a chapter that says, Why You Miss How to Self-Correct. And there it explains, you know, you hear kids all the time, I had a bad night. Right. Well, no, you didn't have a bad night. You know, why did you have a bad night? And it goes into there very simply... How, you know, why you miss and how to analyze, how to self-analyze. That, that, by the way, you don't have to go through therapy sessions. <laughs> but it, 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 it's all illustrated in terms of why you miss. Are you missing long? Are you missing short? Are you missing to the right? Are you missing to the left? And I think, uh, and I hope, and I really mean this, and uh, uh, I look... I'm not. I'm not expecting to make a you know make anybody on this book. I don't care if I don't make anybody on this book. I want you all to buy the book. Don't misunderstand. I'd like to get back some of the money I spent. But <laughs> my real my my real goal my real goal is here is that if kids will learn these fundamentals, they'll be able to play. They'll get, gain status. They'll grow up healthy and well, and and not get themselves quote unquote off the derrick, whichever. And there are many different derricks you could go off of. Uh, not just talking about religious there. So I, that, that's my ultimate goal. And, that's, and I am, I'm proud of it. I'm, this is what I've done, you know, for 40 years. And it also represents what Reds has done and enables me to continue its tradition. Coach, you and I have uh, basically written off the NBA. Uh, you and I have discussed this, that it's, uh, it doesn't resemble at all a fundamental basketball game anymore. Is there still hope at the NCAA level, do you think, or it just resembles the program to, pro game too much at this point? Everything, everything filters down, you know, from the pros. Uh, the pro, I, 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 I have jokingly said that what the pro, pro game is today is basically it really only needs three on three full court. Right. All you need is a shooter, a passer, and somebody take the ball out of bounds. Right. Uh, because that's all, that's all the game is today. The game is all simply about shooting threes. Uh, there's no more passing in the game because there's no more moving without the ball in the game. So what do you, so I, I just think it's, it starts at the NBA level because and because they're great athletes. I mean, they're shooting from 40. Oh, my God, what a terrible shot, Swish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, my God, I see shots out there, which, you know, I say, oh, my, you know, you, you look at the shot and say, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden it goes in, swish. So <laughs> it starts, and, and, and it comes all the way down to our level. Go into a gym and watch, you know, watch kids how they, when they shoot around. Where are they shooting from? They're shooting from 35 feet out. Trying to emulate the right. pros. So, yes. So uh, so it's going to be I like that on the college know. level, and it'll be, unfortunately for us, it'll be like that on the high school level as well. It is it is here already. Watch a yeah. co- watch a college game. Drill, drive and kick, drive and kick, push yeah. it up, shoot the three. That's on the college level. Go to go to any high school, go to high school games and go to go to yeshiva games. Yeah. So, um, and I listen. It's, you know, I believe. That I don't. You know, maybe I've been proven wrong. Maybe I just believe this because I'm an old guy, and you know that's what old people say. Their their generation was better than this one. I don't know, but you know, the last three four minutes of the game, I still believe you're better off taking get getting a good uh, shot 
two feet out. Then one from thirty-two feet out. A so, high, uh, the high percentage shot, as they say. Uh, it's called Driveway Hoops, an illustrated guide to basketball fundamentals for kids, parents, and coaches. The great Johnny Halpert has written this book to try to improve the fundamentals. So if you are playing the three-point game, work on that. But there's other aspects of the game as well, players out there, and you should become as good as you can at those as well. Uh, Coach, where do people get the book? Uh, go to my website. Even I have a website. <laughs> see, I'm, not, I'm, still, I'm, I'm a modern guy. I I'm see not, that. So I'm not you're 21st yeah, century. <laughs> Go to CoachJonathanHalpert.com, and there it'll tell you how you could purchase the book. It's also available at the, the, the Jewish bookstores in Tedek, in, uh, in Tedek, Tedek, Woodmere, West Hempstead, and, and Riverdale. So you can get it there. But go, on, go online. It's, just, it's the easiest thing to do. Uh, I just want to point out one last thing just to show you that I'm really a modern guy. You know, not one of these old guys. Sure. This book not only contains illustrations. This book has, you ready for this, Nachum? It has QR codes. Wow. You really Johnny are. Halpin. You really are modern. QR codes, man. <laughs> I'm a modern man. <laughs> and people can obviously scan those codes and learn even more about the fundamentals. Yeah, well, listen, what it does is it's, these are videos of the drills that, we, uh, that I describe in the book. Wow. And it's, uh, it's videos of the different movements at the feet and the arms. So it helps. It gives you it gives another uh, opportunity, another resource for kids to learn. So there's a little narrative, not much narrative. I try to keep that very little, and it has the QR, it has the illustration, so you can actually see it, and then it has the QR code. So I, I just think it it sort of covers the whole the whole spectrum of how you learn. You know, if you're a visual learner or an yeah. auditory learner, that's an amazing. It's, uh, it's kind of, kind of all there. It's an amazing asset. Hey, uh, coaches, parents, kids. It's called Driveway Hoops. Go to CoachJonathanHalpert.com, CoachJonathanHalpert.com, or check out the book in one of the local stores that the coach described. Uh, coach, I say to you, happy Hanukkah, and what a delight uh, to speak to you, and Mazel Tov on the brand new book. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you very much. It's good to catch up with you also. And Mazel Tov to you and all your, your births and your future <laughs> symptoms and uh, May we all just have a great Hanukkah and enjoy Simchas together. Amen. Thank you so much. The great coach, Jonathan Alpert, on a Thursday morning Hanukkah at JM in the AM.
Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Hello to listener Daniel and everybody at the AJA Carpool number 204. They're just, uh, they're just starting winter break. It's the last carpool till winter break. See you next year, Daniel says. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, see you after the first. Um, Schwiger says, Smoker Tov Nachum, thank you for the wonderful interview with Mrs. Slovy Wolf, a true gift that we have this book. Love the Jewish selfie concept. Rabbi Tzinyan Grimes is always ahead of her time. It's amazing we have this legacy work after her passing when people need chizuk and guidance now more than ever. Wow, thank you for that. Yeah, I agree. That was a great conversation to say the least. J.M. and the A.M. on a uh, Thursday morning, so we're in the midst of our year-end campaign, and obviously whenever we do a campaign, there's always a point, you know, there's always different points we want to make, and I want to find the right person to make that point. So I was trying to um, come up with the right person to address the fact that now we are truly an international presence, because we are, as I've said a million times in the last year, so proud of how our Israel uh, regular listenership has grown like crazy, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. But now there's an added component, and that is whenever people, and we've been suggesting this for years, but now they're really doing it, whenever people travel to different countries, uh, they are listening to JM and AM. They are taking us along with them through the NSN app. And uh, Larry Birnbaum, of course, our dear friend from J Drugs, Ronnie and Larry from J Drugs on Avenue J in Brooklyn, New York, who have been friends of this show for, oh gosh, 40 years. Yeah, I said it. 40 years. Uh, they contacted me when, listen, I think it was in Johannesburg. We'll find out in a moment. But I think it was in South Africa. And I said, oh, this is the right person. These are the right people. They could speak to the fact that uh, we are available anywhere and everywhere. 
Uh, Larry Birnbaum, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. And uh, let me tell you, it's a pleasure to be able to hear your voice wherever we go. Whenever we travel, we have the app. Um, it, it's a real machayat, to, you know, it, you know, you go to places and, you know, music, whatever, is, is sometimes, you know, you can't find the right radio station, you can't find the right thing. You pop in the app on your phone, it's in the car, and you just uh, enjoy, enjoy uh, the music, the, the right music and the right stuff wherever you are in the world. I appreciate that. And uh, this week in particular, a lot of people are contacting us and they just have to put on the app and they feel like uh, they're celebrating Hanukkah along with us. Now, was it Johannesburg? Where was it that you contacted me? Where yeah, we, went to, we went to South Africa. We were in Johannesburg, Cape Town, and we went into the bush to look at all the beautiful animals that the Kaddish Baruch put on this planet. And it was just an amazing experience. Am I right that there have been other places as well, or am I... Uh Incorrect about well, that. Well, let me tell you something. I drive to Florida, as you know, to before Pesach, and it's a nice 20-hour drive. Wow. And the whole way down, all I'm listening to is Nachum Siegel. <laughs> the, the, it goes from you're here in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Just listening to Nachum Siegel is, is just a pleasure to just drive down with a friend, listening. And, you know, the music is always appropriate. Um, there's all, you know, you always have... Uh, Rabbi Yudin and, and Rabbi Goldwasser for Chizuk. And, uh, you know, I, uh, listening to Malcolm Homeline, you know, give us the news of the world. I mean, just listening to you and listening to, you know, the programming is just stuff that just, um, makes you feel good and, and, uh, connected. And connected. We feel very connected. Oh, with I think oh. I hear Ronnie in the background. Yes, you do. You know, I got to tell you something. I was thinking of this when I was speaking to, to Mrs. Wolf about the chapter that Robinson Youngerites wrote on marriage. I mean, you guys do everything together. You're literally an unbelievable team. And everybody on Avenue J feels that way, and everybody in your lives feel that way. And when it comes to this show, I feel like you're a team as well. <laughs> We try our best. Well, it's, we much, best. it's much appreciated. And whether you're in Israel or New York or Florida or anywhere, uh, you're tuned in, which is uh, a, a tremendous tribute and much appreciated. Hey, everybody out there, you know what I'm asking. I'm asking if you're one of those people that fits into the Burnbaum category. If you fit into the category that you literally schlep us along, and it's really easy to schlep us along these days. It's li- we're literally inside your phone. If you're those who schlep us along, and we hear from a lot of people doing these road trips, especially during vacation, and we hear from a lot of people who are listening in Israel uh, on a regular basis, I mean, literally u- utilizing us uh, for their commute in Israel, and obviously in other places, because in addition to what Larry and Ronnie are saying about Johannesburg and Cape Town, we have gotten messages from South Korea, we have gotten messages from Singapore, we've gotten messages from Hong Kong, plenty of places in Europe of people who are tuned in and listening to the app. Hey, Ronnie, what's it like on Avenue J for Hanukkah? What's happening this week? Uh, the lackeys are abounding, and the the, uh, <clears throat> the donuts are overwhelming. Ronnie I, ne- Ronnie, I need your opinion. I need your opinion. When someone tells me they bought eight donuts for $64 the other day, what do you have to say about that? Is it is it very different these days than in the old days? <laughs> Very different. Call to them. Yes, there are quite a few up, very upscale. The jelly donut has taken a back seat to the very fancy uh, sugani yolk. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Completely different level. And uh, what's the only diet? And what is the level of uh, care and concern at J Drugs? Because every time we visit there, it feels like you have a whole family there in Flatbush, Brooklyn, that relies on you guys, and you do everything to care for everybody as best as possible. We are doing our best to try to help everybody. 
Yes, we do have a big family operation, plus our other staff members who are wonderful, caring people. And um, we're, we're trying. It, you know, these are very trying times between the shortages and, and many different types of uh, medications, both uh, prescription and over-the-counter. Right. We are working very uh, diligently. But don't, you, but don't you guys feel that if you made it through 20 and 21 that, you know, that 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 you know it's encouraging that you should be able to make it through every challenge now because i can only imagine what you went through during this pandemic oh yeah we were open for the through the whole time we were the first uh, one of the first regular pharmacies to get the vaccines to be able that. to give out the moderna pfizer right we get all we're up to date on, on all the shots we have the latest um, bivalent we have the shingles shot we do the flu shots. We have the um, pneumonia shots. We take care of all the vaccines. We do vaccinations, and it's crazy. Right now, it, they're really the amount of people with the, um, that are getting sick from, it's like a triple threat so between the flu and the COVID RSV. and RSV. Right. It's mamish. You know, it's really, it's, I don't know, it's, it's real, a real plague, a real problem going on in the uh, in the world nowadays, and, and, and New York especially, I can't tell you how many people are getting sick um, from this, babies and, and adults. By the um, way, by the way, can I interrupt for a second? Could you, cause, because a lot of people have spoken to me about this and, 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 and you know, who've been through this and are begging me and others to, to get the vaccine. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. You've seen people suffer from shingles, and from what I am told, it is something that uh, one would not wish on their worst enemy. So I assume you're highly recommending that people take advantage of the fact that the shingles are... At the vaccine. age of 50, you're eligible. Over 60, you should definitely get it. It's a two-dose shot. Shingles is very, very painful. It comes out of nowhere, and uh, my, my, my aunt had, it be, had the shingle behind her eye. She thought she was going to rip her eyeball out. It was so painful. It's mamish. It's a very, it, it could pop up anywhere and it's very, um, very painful and a single, and a, an easy vaccine prevents you from getting it for the rest of your life. You get the one shot and you're done. Uh, two shots, I should say. It's and, good for and life? You're done I didn't know for that. Life. That's, and, and it's very, it's covered by Medicare. It's covered by insurance. And, um, you know, it, it's something that everyone should really do, and it's a simple take. It's a simple thing to so, take care of it. So that one is so that one's a one timer. I get it that it's two shots, but that's one's a one timer. Two shots, one time and, for the rest of life. And right. the, the flu and obviously COVID are seasonal. What's pneumonia? Is that seasonal or one time? Pneumonia is every five years. Okay, there's two shots. There's the Prevnar and there's the Numavax. And you get them a year apart every five years. Oh, so it's not like you're... Okay, I, I was under the impression that every shot you just mentioned is every year. So it's not like that. It's not like you... Uh, no, pneumonia is every five years. All right, all right. Um, that, and, sounds, um, that sounds yeah. more reasonable, frankly. And the shingles thing, I didn't realize that, that you could take care of it for life. That's... Yeah, not, not, not from anything a person can do to prevent themselves yeah. from... From that experience. Being vulnerable right? to types of uh, illnesses. They should take that... Be proactive for themselves. No, that I, I agree with. But what I've heard about the shingles, as Larry just described, is that it's like you know, it's it's to a level of pain and discomfort that you know, that, that that just that alone should convince people to go ahead and take the shot. Yeah, it's, I think it's very important. There's a lot of people are getting it, and I think it's important to do. But by the way, Nachum, while people are waiting to get their shots, you know, they're enjoying the uh, Nachum Siegel radio <laughs> program. We, we can always have it. 
on our on our uh, speakers throughout the store. We can always rely on the bird babs to be promoting us, and I appreciate that. And yes, when you walk into J Drugs, and everyone knows where it is, anybody familiar with Brooklyn, give us the other two locations, uh, Larry and Ronnie. Excuse me? The other two locations. You have one on Avenue J that we always talk about. And then there are right. two. Right. And there's the one on Avenue N and East 34th Street, J Drugs 2, and right. Kings Bay Chemist, which is on the corner of Avenue W and Nostrand Avenue. I mean, we don't want the other locations to feel bad that we're focusing just on Avenue no, J. Absolutely. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> all, and we all get vaccinations in all the locations. And. Um, and it, it's uh, Baruch Hashem, you know, everything is very good. Well, I never, I, look, I asked you to come on to, to, you know, to fill this, uh, this category that I'm, you know, promoting, that we're available and making people aware of how we're available around the world, because you guys have been amazing beneficiaries and, frankly, uh, advertisers of that point. Uh, but this has turned into a conversation that is a really important one about good health. Everybody out there, uh, especially, you know, as I get older... More and more people in the age category that I'm in, the, the, I can't tell you how many people who have experienced shingles have said to me, you must, must, must get this shot. And again, I did not know until this conversation with Larry and Ronnie, I had no idea that it's a one-timer. Again, two doses, I get it, but you get my point. I thought you have to take it every year, and it becomes another one of those things that you have to follow up on, and who wants to have that pain in the neck? Uh, but speaking of pain, you can prevent it by actually getting the shot. And obviously, uh, the pneumonia that Larry just described in terms of that regularity, uh, in terms of what you need to do every five years, and the uh, seasonal flu and COVID shots, um, we, we are going to stick by our, uh, uh, our traditional attitude toward these vaccinations and encourage them. I know there's a whole discussion in the community about them, but we'll stick to what we have found to be very, very effective. And I, I think from your standpoint, as much skepticism as there is about the COVID shot, Larry, I think you could say that you've seen it be effective that now when people get sick with COVID, it's not nearly as severe as, you know, as early on in this whole pandemic. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, people, you know, who've been vaccinated, they still could, you know, perhaps get COVID or one of the variants, but, you know, they're, they're not going to the hospital and they're not, you know, getting, uh, you know, people, Baruch Hashem, are not dying from it. So the vaccinations have really helped come a long way, you know, in uh, helping people recover quickly and perhaps not get it. Most of the people, you know, not as many people getting it as in the past. You know, you're talking, there's, there's a, they say the vaccination rates, you know, above 75%. So, I mean, it's really have, uh, it's really something that, you know, you know, polio, everyone got vaccinated and now there's no polio. Right. So, and in countries that don't use the vaccination, don't give it to the children, there's still polio in some of these third world countries. So, it, vaccinations work. It's a proven entity. And uh, really, it's, you know, the doctor says, this is what you should do. I think that it's really, you know, you should not listen to the Internet and all the people who said, oh, you could get, you know, X, Y, and Z. Listen to your doctor. He says, this is the shots you need. Your pediatrician says, your children have to get all these vaccinations. Take them. Don't second guess and don't think that they're going to cause other issues and problems that are, um, you know, imaginary or I heard someone got a heart attack because he got the COVID vaccine. You know, these things really is um, very few, if at all. If at all, and it's... Yeah, and I'm just saying, obviously, there's no way to prove what what caused what. I mean, people get heart attacks all the time, so it's not like, you know, if, if coincidentally it happens, it happens. Um, oh, we should also mention this coming Monday, we're going to be um, focusing more on the big event coming up 
on uh, on January the 8th. And again, uh, as you would imagine, our friends at J Drugs are literally, uh, you know, the, the highest level of sponsorship are literally partners in a time for music number 36. Hard to believe it's double high. And that's going to be happening in New Jersey. We'll talk more about it on Monday on January the 8th. Uh, and I know that both of you, Ronnie and Larry, take great pride in your relationship with Hask. So I guess we should all get set for them. And I plan on being there that night, and I'm honored that I'll be on stage. And uh, I guess we should all just plan for for another amazing time for music being presented by our friends at Hask. You know that it's a, that's a, it's a, a concert that's over the top, um, and everything that uh, Hask does is with excellence and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful evening, and everyone should try to attend. I mean, I've been speaking to them, and the tickets are going very, very quickly, if not sold out in certain categories. And so if they want to come, they really have to, you know, get in there and, and, and put in their reservations and get their tickets immediately. And I'd like to wish a full shleim of Ishmael Khan. You know, uh, he, he works, you know, day and night for this, and he should just feel good, Baruch Hashem. And uh, the whole uh, Hask uh, community, you know, it, you know what they do, what, what they do every oh, yeah. summer and, you know, all year long. Yeah, so. you, and, and you more than anybody knows what they do all year long because you see it every day. So it's all year yeah, long. We it's do, a- and we're very proud of our affiliation with Hask. It's been a long, like you said, Nakhil, yeah. it's been a very long term. Uh, it's, it's more, they, they are like our second family. Yeah. They are the most caring, loving people to take care of that special needs uh, population. And the Hask concert is so important to the success of their summer program, which uh, which is, as they promote, the happiest place on earth. 100%. Well, you've always welcomed uh, so many great organizations and groups into your family, like you do every day in the store. And uh, we're included in that, and I thank you uh, very, very much. Uh, everybody out there, um, it, uh, everybody, we're asking everybody for support, obviously. We always do that, especially at the end of the year, which is the new you know calendar for our campaign. Uh, but if you're somebody who, like the Birnbaums, you know, travels to Hong Kong and uh, Johannesburg and Singapore and Europe and Israel and Florida and the West Coast, and uh, you're doing something special in January with your family, someone told me they're going to Costa Rica with their family uh, next week. So I I assume, knowing them and their relationship with us, that they are going to be tuned in to the Nahum Siegel Network, you know, as much as possible during their visit there. So if you're specifically in that category, please keep us going. Let us continue to provide this service for you at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. When you walk into a J Drugs today on Avenue J, uh, give a big happy Hanukkah to Ronnie and Larry and their entire staff. I thank you guys so very, very much. Ronnie and Larry, I'll see you. I'll see you, please, God, at the uh, at the Hess concert. I'll see you, please, God. God willing, God willing. I also want to say that, you know, the, the carpools, everyone's driving. Right, right. They put on the carpool. You know, I hear a lot of shout-outs from carpools. Right. But, uh, you know, I know my, my grandchildren who are on the way to Flatbush, you know, um, uh, Sophie, Ariana, and Nate, I would, uh, you know, they're on the, I know they're listening to Nachum Siegel every time they go. They always mm-hmm. sing the songs, and it's always a pleasure. And, and they, now I'm going to hear, they, they heard Grandpa on the radio, so <laughs> I'm really happy. I was just going to say, they better be listening this morning, that's for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure, always, Ron, always. Ronnie and Larry, a big thank you, and happy Hanukkah to you both. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. There they are. Go to Avenue J and say hi, everybody. They're the epicenter of an amazing neighborhood, J Drugs. With three amazing locations, and uh, and we get to be literally on their phones and in their rooms and on the road with them when they're traveling anywhere around the world. Big thank you to Ronnie and Larry, and they're going to join us 
Our pre-Pesach schedule is a little bit complicated this year, but we got to set a date, and uh, we'll have Ronnie and Larry answering uh, uh, Pesach questions, obviously. Um, products, etc. Vitamins, medicine, you know the whole routine. We'll do that, uh, I assume, the last week in March. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, like I said, we have a complicated pre-Pesach schedule this year, but we will... Uh, let everybody know exactly how we're going to handle it. But please, God, we shall live and be well. Um, more coming up. It's Hanukkah after all. Day four of Hanukkah at JM in the AM.
Singer just uh, gave his latest of God knows how many hundreds of uh, pledges and donations over the years. Big thank you to him. FJBUnity.org to support our year-end campaign. FJBUnity.org. That's Jonathan Rimberg and Company with Hanukkah O Hanukkah. Before that, you heard the uh, Maos Tour selection here at JM in the AM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Now Home Single Network app for Android and iPhone. And comment away. Um, where are we here? Um, did I just? This is strange. <laughs> did I? I may have just somehow uh, gotten out of my email. I think I did. Anyway, uh, I will. I will. Hang on a second. Wow, that's really strange. I literally just lost my email, but hopefully this will get it back. No. All right. Uh, we have a full schedule today. I wish I had it in front of me. Uh, we have a full schedule today, as you would suspect. Charlie Harari coming up. Jew in the City speaks at 10 a.m. with Allison Josephs. Mary, Miriam L. Wallach with a with a sort of encore. She does have a um, a new take on it, so it is a new show. Uh, but uh, she'll again do her favorite Hanukkah selections at 10.30 this morning on That's Life. 11 o'clock for Yossi Zweig and a Thursday live lunch. 
And, of course, the Arab Shabbos show tonight brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, hosted by Mark Zomik. My God, I was at a meeting this week. Mark was getting more praise than you can imagine about what he's doing with the Arab Shabbos show. It really is remarkable. So to a brand-new grandpa again, Mark Zomik, I say thank you. And uh, he'll be on tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 3 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow, and 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow with the Arab Shabbos show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Tonight, the uh, show is uh, followed by Tani Gutterman. Tani Gutterman and uh, Tani Talks Parsha that's going to be on tonight starting at 10 p.m. Eastern time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We'll wrap things up with the great Ben Sion Schenker at JM in the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday here at JMN. Plenty more coming up tomorrow. I hope you'll be tuned in. And, of course, all through the day. Thursday is the day you never want to touch that dial. Amazing programming coming up. And, of course, Yossi's Wagon, the Thursday live lunch at 11. Uh, Mark Zamek and the Arab Shabbat Show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem at 7 o'clock, followed by Tani Talks Parsha with Tani Gutterman. It is all happening here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous and incredible Thursday. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.